This biscuit belongs in a museum. <laughs> Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike across Wikipedia like a bunch of little fact toppers. I'm your wedding photo booth attendant, Kyle, and with me as always are my crumbly, cloying cookie assortments. Uh, I'm Sky. I can't remember if we're doing, doing the goofs anymore. I, obviously not. I'm Tim. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it's it's up to you, Sky. You're always the one to lead when I'm when I'm hosting. So you're the one who decides if, you're, if we're goofing or not. So it's tough you're lead. the you're the goof chief. Harder to yeah, follow. The goof master. Um, the uh, yeah, I uh, Stephen uh, actually wrote down those notes for me because he wanted to make sure I said them correctly uh, because I would forget. He told me so. Uh, I I had them in front of me, so it worked out. Uh, but yes, if, if you haven't guessed already, this is a slightly wedding themed uh, episode for tonight because I was in a well, I was a part of a wedding for this entire weekend until roughly several hours ago. <laughs> so uh, it was a, it was a really good time. Uh, we had we had a uh, we had a, a, a good amount of um, you know trying to stay out of the blazing sun. Uh, we got through the ceremony, uh, we got through the dances, um, and one of the main parts of this is what we'll use as our opening game tonight. But, uh, if you've never listened to the show before, what we do here is that I give these two guys a, uh, each a page on Wikipedia, and they will, uh, race from the start page to the end page, uh, the goal page that I choose, uh, and whoever gets there first is the winner. But to determine who goes first, we play a quick game. Uh, and to play that game, I need to tell you a couple things. First off, we had a very, uh, one very important part of this entire wedding uh, was a, well, what you would call a cookie buffet in a lot of cases. And this, uh, in this particular one, I have never been to a wedding where they had such a thing uh, that was this uh uh, gargantuan, I guess, is the word I would choose. Hmm. It was a lot. Um, I mentioned to you all that we had a total, uh, as we did our, our fast tallies, uh, you know, before the wedding itself, um, we landed on 20, uh, 2,800 cookies total. Uh, that is a total that was arrived at by uh, multiple people. Uh, that were the uh, from the groom's parents uh, and relatives. Uh, each uh, lots of them cooking like one or two dozen each, and all kind of collectively bringing everything together. That took two vans. I want to be clear: two vehicles to drive multiple hours to the event. One of them being mine. Uh, but it was fine. It was great. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of cookies. So. In the course of this, uh, we made some jokes about how many cookies it would have to take for everyone to clear out the total number. And so tonight, I would love for you both to take a guess at, who, at what the remaining number of cookies was by the end of the event. I will give you some, uh, some guidelines. You will be guessing down to the tens number, not the ones. Okay, 
we got real close on uh, on uh, on getting a good estimate toward the end, but we're just not going to nail down every cookie. So hmm. just just trust me. Uh, some of this is based on our best estimates, just in terms of how many were left in particular pans, and we were trying to, by the end of it, trying to gather most things into you know try to uh, uh, consolidate numbers numbers of pans. So uh, what you need to know: we started with twenty eight hundred cookies laid out on, uh, not all laid out at, at the same time on the table. We started uh, each time the table was refilled. It roughly had um, uh, like maybe about two hundred cookies on it visible at a shot right um and the cookie table was refilled multiple times throughout the evening uh, for most of the event there was actually an, an attendant there at the table who was refilling the cookies as they as they were taken so uh, at no time was there an empty table so that's something to put into your calculations the event itself uh was supposed to only run a couple hours but in fact ran until almost uh, it ran until uh, 10.30. So uh, the reception area was open. That cookie table was open from 4 o'clock to 10.30. Okay? okay. So, uh, uh, so take that into your calculations as well. There was a table for, um, for hors d'oeuvres. That was not the cookie table. Okay. Uh, and that, so that was involved. Uh, there was a meal, a buffet meal, that was, a, um, that was uh, held as well. And the wild card in this entire event, uh, oh, oh, yeah, also, there was cake, of course. There's still cake, yeah. Yeah, there was still cake. Um, the wild card in this event, and we still don't know who did this, <laughs> to this to this day, to this very day. We still don't know who did this. At, um, at roughly 9.30, almost 10 o'clock, 20 pizzas showed up. We don't know who ordered the pizzas. What? So, like, right near the end of the event, a bunch of pizzas showed up. And that has to have skewed things. I don't know. I Yeah, that's that's, that's the most I can give you. So, did, I... Uh, did the pizza show up after the, the bride and groom departed? No. Really? Oh, <laughs> no. No, they were still there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The bride and groom were there for the entire event. Uh, they yeah so they, it was they had all of their friends there oh oh and I forgot to say the number the total number of people who showed up uh, we yeah the rough headcount uh, like right at the end when we or as we were figuring out everything it ended up being about 140 so it was slightly higher than I than I initially thought um, but about 140 people um, and so uh, and and that over that longer period of time so uh, I don't know how that's going to skew into things. But with all that data, I feel that that will give you enough to uh, to get you started at least all right. on on determining what you want to guess. And while you do your tabulations, I am going to tell you your starting page for tonight. Uh, you will be starting on the page for dog days on Wikipedia. Dog days, okay. Dog days. Um, how, do we want to do we want to do a thing where Tim and I like get one question each? Oh, I love that. Yes. Um. Because I know what my question is, and I know you'd send us a photo of it, and I'd probably get it. Yep. But I'm trying to get the average size of a cookie. It looked like the cookies were maybe between an Oreo and, like, a mini Oreo. Perfect. Yeah. Is that I right? Would say, I would say that the rough size... A pop-in-your-mouth sort of size. Exactly. Yeah. 
I would not. I would say that most of the cookies were no larger than an inch, like just just barely over, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah, you could eat them pretty quickly. Okay, that's an extremely good question. Yeah. Uh, this is not my this is not my actual question, but just to okay. confirm, you, you said there were there were twenty eight hundred cookies to start. Twenty eight hundred cookies. Twenty eight hundred. Okay. Yeah. What? What um, were? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. If you have more. No, I was going to say, uh, the only reason that that is a little bit rough is that the ones that were made by the groom's mother uh, herself um, were uh, she she did not have uh, the actual total. She just knew how many trays. You know, she was like, well, and so many of these fit on each of these trays, so it's this many. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yep. Uh, okay, so here's my here's my uh, fact-finding question. Hit me. What were the main dishes in the buffet? Ooh, Tim! What a good question. Um, okay, so in the buffet itself, you had uh, green beans, uh, a, uh, a small salad, like a little side salad thing. Uh, you had uh, a piece of chicken, like a chicken breast. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a beef one, too. I want to say pulled beef. I didn't get that one. Uh, you could also get the vegan one I saw was a portobello mushroom cap stuffed. Ooh, nice. Um, and that was it. Oh, no, no. Uh, oh, no, no, no. And a scoop of uh, smash, uh, smashed potatoes. Is that what I just said? Mashed potatoes, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. my smashed potatoes. Yeah. And that, it, it was very lovely. Yeah. That was like the primary elements of the spread. Correct. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay. Uh, Man, I, have, right. I have another question I want to ask so bad, but can't ask it. You know what? I'll allow one more question each because I think that was such a good idea. You said that there was an atten- attendee and that they would switch the trays out. Yeah. Now, I imagine they didn't wait until like all the cookies were gone. Correct. So they would be switching it out when they got low. The cookies that would they just replenish the ones on the tray, or was it like these cookies are either thrown away or like lost to the total? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, uh, they replenish the ones on the tray. Okay. Gotcha. So it was continual. It was okay. a continual uh, kind of refreshing, I guess. Gotcha. All right. Tim, you I'm have anything else you want to ask? Or you I seven? did. I did have a follow up. In fact, <laughs> all right. Do it. One, one more thing. One more thing. All right, Colombo. Uh, oh, that you, makes sense. That makes sense. You mentioned <laughs> you mentioned that some of these cookies were made by the the mother. Uh-huh. Someone's mother? The groom's mother. The groom's yes. mother. How how uh were all of the cookies quote unquote handmade or homemade? Or were how many like percentage wise were like uh store bought in a sense? Both uh, extremely good questions. Uh, out of, <clears throat> I'm not going to call anyone out specifically because I will cause family <laughs> drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of 95, 98% of the cookies were handmade. Uh, and oh. maybe, you know, yeah, maybe one person, maybe, maybe one person sort of didn't do. <laughs> wow. Yeah. May, maybe one person bought cookies this time. But the vast majority were homemade cookies. Oh my gosh, yes. And they were extremely good. <laughs> okay. They were extremely good. Okay. Mm. Oh my gosh. I, well, you know how I, have, an, I have an estimate. All right. Um, I would like for you each to send me your estimate. 
Actually, hmm, we do this different ways. You know what? Yeah, yeah just yeah, go ahead and send me your estimate in the WSKB, uh, or rather in, in the individual chat, uh, sure. so that I can take a look at them. This is how many cookies are left. Correct. Oh, oh, oh. before you type that in, I do want to say this is before um, the last bit of information that I'll give you uh, is that uh, some of the cookies or whatever's left here oh. is being distributed to other family members. So like, yes, this was important. So this is before, like at the end of the day, like, oh, hey, packaged up like 200 cookies. It. Here you go. Yeah. aunt. here you go. You know, grandma. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. This is the this is the mass total of cookies before the individual packs were made. Okay. And oh, are we going to do are we doing prices right rules or are we doing closest? Closest to. Closest to. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I got skies, Tim. Got it. Sent it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so the thing that I was afraid of almost happened. Um all right. So here's the deal. <laughs> um Tim, you guessed 1660 cookies. Oh no. Sky, you guessed 1630 cookies. Ha! Um I I am sorry to tell you both, you both overestimated. Um oh. or rather underestimated, oh. rather. Uh wow, yeah. wow. It, I thought I, I might have. Here's here's the thing. Steven did totals for me because I told him we were doing this. <laughs> Thank you, Steven. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, he did totals for this at uh, this morning. And where they landed, and he, he was like, this may not be, like, scientifically accurate, but this, you know, a, a, having collab, uh, consolidated a bunch of these together, this is what I got. Um, he landed at 1,470 cookies. Oh, okay. So not super far off. Yeah. So wait, fourteen hundred and seventy. Okay. I am yeah. amazed that that many were were uh, so, taken. But yeah. So how I estimated my how I made my estimate. I would was, like to know. Yes. So you said one hundred and forty people. Yes. The gathering lasted oh, for about six hours. So yeah. I went on a base level of one cookie per hour per <laughs> person. Very uh, good. Which gave me. Uh, 840 cookies minus 2,800, Uh Then you told me that a lot of them were made by uh, a member of the wedding party, that they were homemade. Mm-hmm. So I, I estimated a 300 cookie guilt tax in, a, in essence. Perfect. Yes. Um, I should have uh, made that much higher. <laughs> uh, but that's where I ended up with 1660. That's nice. beautiful. Sky, uh, did you have a rhyme or reason to yours? I misremembered and thought it was still at 130 people, and I just was like, okay. Oh. Just do an average. What do you think? Nine cookies per person, maybe? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and that's that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> but it was more, it was like, so wait, so let's see. How many How many was it? Uh, uh, what did I, I had it like, written down here, I'm 14, sorry. 1470? Yeah. 1470? Yeah. Okay. So 100 and, or 100, 1,000. 330 cookies were eaten or at least taken. Taken, yeah. That could be two. You divide that by 140, that's 9.5 cookies per person. Wow. Your average was almost dead on, though. Almost. That's a lot of Uh, cookies. Well, here's the other thing that you could have asked but didn't ask Mm -hmm. um, is that... uh, There's a dog. (laughs) (laughs) 
actually the there was block. it was a nice block there was actually a nice block as it melted the cookies you know, um the oh, um the here's the thing uh during the entire ceremony or ceremony no the reception uh it was my job and a couple others to remind the family members hey please take oh, some gosh. cookies with you oh yeah. hey hey want, uh we you want some we cake? figured yeah, we figured that uh, we figured that it was going to take everyone about twenty cookies to get through these. So please take some with you. So that's I. So I helped. I uh, Tim, your guilt tax is a great idea, but I think I may have tipped the scale, or not just me in particular, but all the family members may have tipped the scale a little bit in saying, "Please, please help us. Our family is dying." Mm. Uh, there are too many cookies. But well yeah. done. Extremely good guesses, both of you. I am so pleased that you both landed so close together. Thank you for sharing us with, with like it's such a it's such a good story and a good time to think uh, about. Mm-hmm. I so many cookies. I, I mean the cookies are I have there's some in my refrigerator right now. I will not be eating any more tonight because I have eaten too many cookies. <laughs> this the Anakin Amidala meme is really popular oh. right now. And oh. the fact that they did that Tiny Cartridge did that one was so good. I was not expecting it. And then I checked in like halfway through the day and I just I was like, wait, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, thank you to Tiny Cartridge for uh for stepping up and helping helping my meme game with this very silly thing that happened. It's around uh, dog so days, right? Dog days. Dog yes. Days. Yeah. Uh chosen because it was blazing hot while we were uh, out doing <laughs> during this event so you say children sure because of the second image on this page uh, that too that too um and we will be going from dog days uh sky just so you're uh, ready to pick something uh going from dog days to cookie because cookie. we can't not oh yeah, yeah cookie hmm. wow so start us off whenever you're ready dog days or dog days of summer are the hot Sultry days of summer. <laughs> just love that they included sultry there. Yeah, historically the period between the hel- helacial rising of the star systems, Sirius. Helacial. Um, sure. Yeah, which is known okay. colloquially as I don't a dog know how star. to pronounce it either. <laughs> <laughs> no, me either. Um. Uh oh, which Hellenistic as- as- uh, astrology connected with heat, drought, sudden thunderstorms, lethargy. Is it lethargy? When yeah. you, when it's, it's lethargy yeah. like that, yeah. Lethargy. Uh, fever, mad dogs, and bad luck. They're now taken to be the hottest, <laughs> most uncomfortable parts of summer in the Northern Hemisphere. I just thought dogs days of summer was more like, ah, it's lazy days. Not like the, oh, these are the worst days. But Apparently, it's a real thing, so. Yeah. The English name is is a calci? Calc- I don't sure. know what I mean. Latin. Uh, Dies... Canicularis, canicularis, or yeah. literally the puppy days. The puppy days. The puppy oh. days. Come on down to puppy days at the local at the Tri County dealership. Yes. Uh, man, there's a lot of history here. The Greeks really figured all this stuff out, huh? Sure did. Cool. Um, I enjoyed the. I mean, puppy days was really what sold me on this page, but. Um, Beyond yeah. that, that second image. And I just, it's so funny that they call it the dog days when they could have called it, you know, something else. Well, it's because uh, Canis Majoris is like, that's what 
set it off for everyone. Like, oh, right. that's how we know <laughs> that dog star shows up. A dog star shows up, which is not what I thought. I always thought it was dog days because it's like lazy dog. Yeah. Panting. Yeah, I was also caught off guard by that. Yeah. Uh, man, there's just various co- um, computations of the dog days. Anywhere from <laughs> July 3rd to 15th of August, lasting for 30 to 60 days. Um, d- 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 uh, many modern sources uh, move this earlier from July 3rd to make it from July 3rd to August 11th, ending rapidly rather than beginning with this with or centering on the reappearance of Sirius to the night sky. Just a lot, a lot happening. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention the, uh, the 1564 English hope of health counseled that purging uh, should be avoided during the doggy days of summer. The doggy days. I know it's, it's D O G G E. Uh, because that's the old English spelling, but because this is the internet, that's do- right. <laughs> the Doge days. The Doge days of summer. <laughs> there's the there's the title. We did it. <laughs> yeah, dog day promotions are also a common feature in baseball, used by American ballparks to boost ticket sales during mid afternoon games. You want to come be at the worst time? <laughs> be in the worst place at the worst time. You want to uh, just sit outside? Under under a blazing sun during the dog days? Yeah. Absolutely. And watch the slowest sport. <laughs> yep. I mean, you know, there, weirdly, there is a little bit of, like, you could have some fun with that just because it is so relaxed, quote, unquote. But I, I mean, I don't want to pay for that. <laughs> I don't want to pay to do that. I would, I would just want to <laughs> do it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I think I know where I'm going. Okay. Uh, well, and what's your... Oh, go ahead. Before we do that, can we talk about the images, though? Because... Oh, we should. They're extremely important good. part of a podcast, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just... I, this one's I saw so them, good. <sighs> I had to share them with you all. Yeah. So, uh, the first one, the second image on the page <laughs> is uh, the heat wave, refresh it with water, is the, na- is the caption on this. Um, which is a photo of a man holding a uh, a garden hose with a spray nozzle up to his face and shooting himself point blank in, in the face with the spray. And it's just like a straight line of, of water. And then just like you can see the impact just, just like splashing off of his head. Uh, and the look on his face is, is a lot. I, just, I don't know how to describe it except to say, yeah, it's the look you have when you when you get hit in the face. <laughs> By uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I clicked through to the Flickr account. Oh no! Yeah, is um, it all of that? It just says it's suck it heat wave. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, the caption caption says humid solution hose to the face. You no mo. No he more. won't take me alive, heat wave. <laughs> Incredible. But yeah, that's that was my favorite image on this page. Mm-hmm. That is a good one. Uh, what else? 
there's a nice like uh ninth ninth century astronomical manuscript that has an yeah. illustration of the dog. Hey, look at the lines coming off of its mouth. That's just like bark. Bark. <laughs> it's super hot. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh in Western literature, apart from the Greek and Roman works mentioned above, which are very important and everyone should know, sure. the dog days appear in, in John Webster's 1613 play, The Duchess of M- Mal- Malfi, sure. uh, Charles Dickens' uh, Christmas Carol, and uh, R.H. Davis's 1903 short story, The Bar Sinister, which actually sounds Amazing. pretty rad. I want to read that. Yeah, um, yeah there's other poems it's in. Uh, it's also in Watership Down. Uh, they feature in the children's novels Tuck Everlasting and Dog Days from the D- Diary of Wimpy, Wimpy Kids series. I'm going to click on children's novels. Oh, and, okay. Which is, uh, oh, I God. almost was going to click on anime. <laughs> but then I saw children's novels. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm just like, how, how, how have we not been to just anime? That's a really good question. But honestly. we should leave that. You know, I'm going to leave that alone. If Tim wants to go there, go ahead. But. You're trying to day. throw me off the trail. Tim, Tim, where are you going to uh, visit or head off from Dog Days to? So, man, I see I see one that feels like a, a trap. Not a, oh. It could be a trap. Who knows? <laughs> Every, like there, there, we have fallen into, into really cutting many, traps. Many, yeah. Lots of rabbit holes. Yes. I, I keep looking at a Christmas carol. Mmm, Tim. Ah. Uh. Uh, and I kind of want to do a Christmas Carol. I really thought that might be one of the choices. Yeah. All right. I'm doing a Christmas Carol. Sounds good. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. We're starting a children's literature. And again, good image choices this time. <laughs> yeah. That second image is like, I want to play like a this character as in like a tabletop game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, do you? It's the adventures of Pinocchio, but Pinocchio looks like. Not a that's boy, a actually. No. A man, and a very <laughs> proud, confident man that's going to fight some pterodactyls. And it, yep, it's that's, really weird. That's 100% a pterodactyl in the background. Yep. <clears throat> um, modern children's literature is classified in two ways. Genre, or the intended age of the reader. Uh, man, it could be traced to fairy tales. You know, oral tradition, yada, yada. Uh it turns out that uh, the development of early children's literature before printing was invented is difficult to trace. Uh, many children's tales were originally created for adults and later adapted for a younger audience. Um, da, 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 da. Yes, there's a picture here of a mom reading to her children. One of whom uh, looks very just done. <laughs> that's She has been given the cocaine. <laughs> Whatever they gave children back no, then. No, Sky, Whiskey that's silly. Gums. Obviously, you know, it's brandy, obviously. Yeah, the brandy. Um, do, 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 do. Turns out children's literature has been shaped by uh, religious sources. Weird. Yeah. Uh, the late 19th century and early 20th centuries are known as the golden age of children's literature because many classic children's books were published then. Mm, debatable. Uh, Definition: There is no single or widely used definition of children's oh literature. Oh my god! Period. Whoa. All right. Well, just I guess move that's the page. On. You're, you're luck, looking everyone. for a definition. You better move on, son. The boundaries of genre are not <laughs> fixed but blurred. 
says the International Companion Encyclopedia of Children's of Literature. How dare you, Sky? Get off! Get off! Sometimes no agreement can be reached about whether a given work is best categorized as literature for adults or children. Oh my god! Some works defy easy categorization. Uh, Hey, have you heard of this person? Uh, Hatsune Miku's Harry Potter series was written and marketed for young adults, but is also popular among uh, among adults. The series' extreme popularity led the New York Times to create a separate bestseller list for children's books. Incredible. Um, let's see. Yep, yep, yep. It's great that Miku is so prolific, though. Yeah, video game designer, uh, yeah. young adult. Uh, a, a true polymath absolutely um let's see there's a bunch oh this is a long page i didn't realize how long this page is yeah yeah sky <laughs> has oh, no definition man. but you can sure talk a lot about it yeah you gotta i mean you're getting right into it with the early modern europe you got a horn book right right up front so uh golden age what do you think <laughs> some books are from the golden age of children's literature if you give um, us a cookie uh, uh, Mike the Steam Shovel. <laughs> Mike Ooh, the Steam good. Shovel. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, he's not actually on here. What? Oh. Yeah. The um, Pokey Little Puppy. Yeah, that was gonna... Dang it, Tim, I couldn't think of the name. That's a good one, too. Uh, Pokey Little Puppy is not on here. Wow. Maybe, they, maybe they're not going to, like... Are they, are they considering, like, the early ages books? Uh... Alice's Adventures in Wonderland is one. Okay. Well, yeah, but that's that's not the pokey little puppy. I mean, right? So they must not be considering almost, like picture books. I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah. almost nothing is. Yeah, it's right. not the very hungry caterpillar. No, right. Well, and that's not the golden age of of books, right? That's oh, that's I guess you're half. right. Yeah, yeah, that's that would be the 1970s ish. Yep. Yeah, I suppose the water you're right. babies. The what? The Water Babies, hmm. which is a thing that I learned about after having to Google to make sure that the last episode of uh, WSKB cast wasn't oh. like problematic or like racist in a way. When it, when it was called the Carbonated Water Baby, I'm like, Water Baby sounds like a thing. I should make sure it's not a thing. <laughs> but it's just a children's book. It's fine. Oh, good. Uh, I mean, that doesn't Tom mean Tom Sawyer children's book. Apparently, I was going to say that doesn't mean it's not racist, Scott. <laughs> I know it's true. <laughs> uh, aforementioned, The Adventures of Pinocchio. Sure. Um, Princess and the Goblin. Don't know that one. The what? Yeah, Treasure Island. That's the a children's book. book. Apparently, I guess Peter and Wendy. Where we get Peter and P- Peter Pan from? Yeah, Little Women. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, hey, guess what? Genre hard to define. <laughs> you know Kyle. what, Sky? You're right. You, you got me. <laughs> There's no single or widely used definition of children's literature. I'm sorry, it's right there, black and white. Yeah. They show a statue of C.S. Lewis here. Uh, there's a bunch of Willy Wonka cosplayers. Great. Um, yeah. Hatsune Miku reading an excerpt of her novel, Harry Potter yep. and the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Statue of Minnie the Minx. Uh, this, is a good, this is a good statue. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that either. 
uh, character from the Beano. <laughs> it's the Beano. Uh, hey, the Beano. Oh, the comic's on for an arc character <laughs> with Dennis the Menace appearing on the cover. Oh, okay. So this is where Dennis the Menace comes from. I mean, that's what you shout across the bar when, when your friend shows it. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, there he is. There's the Beano. There's yeah. the Beano. Don't want to know how he got that nickname. <laughs> Sky, you know, there's only one way you get that name. <laughs> uh, man, literary criticism is a whole section here. Uh, oh, but I thought it couldn't be defined. Don't okay, need to so. touch it. Nope. Because the, they have the story of Little Black, Black Sambo here. Yep. Uh, just yeah, being like, this is what you're getting into if you read this section. It's not great. Yep. Uh, so you know why I came here. You already mentioned mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah, uh, Mouse. In Books for a Younger Age group, Bill Martin and John Ar- Arkhamboltz, uh, Chicka Chicka Boom Boom, which Griffin loves. That's like one of his favorite books right now. Sky? Uh, yeah. Will there be enough room? <laughs> Never. <Damn. laughs> he calls it He calls it Chicken Chicken Boom Boom. <laughs> it's the best. Uh <laughs> uh, send a new spin on the alphabet book <laughs> yeah he goes i want to read chicken chicken boom boom <laughs> like, okay oh, uh, so good and then there's laura numeroff uh who published if i give him if you give a mouse a cookie in 1985 oh, i wanted to create a similar a series of similarly named books um i'm feeling good about this one but also like we come into that <laughs> spot where it's like they just don't have cookie linked on this page is it you know what I mean? It feels yeah. like one of those ones that's just going to betray me. So I'm going to have to. I can't wait, honestly. All right, Tim, let's talk about A Christmas Carol. A Christmas you know. Carol has a full name because Charles Dickens can't write titles with three words. That's hey, ridiculous. Way, you need as many words as possible if you're being paid by the word. <laughs> The full title of A Christmas Carol is A Christmas Carol, period, in prose, period, being a ghost story of Christmas. Oh my gosh. Just settle down. Uh, uh, yeah, a firm Tim, settle down. <laughs> Tim, this page, I want to I note, uh, this page is a featured article, so it has the gold star for that, but then also, oh. this article is semi-protected due to vandalism, so I that's mean, a narrative in and of itself. <laughs> I mean, let's let's go down. Let's go down real quick to the image of uh, under characters of John Elway's the potential um, oh, inspiration wow. oh. for Ebenezer Scrooge. That's someone someone drew that Whoa. on purpose. Yeah, that man's face is too far out from the rest of his head. <laughs> It all his head also reaches too far is, back somehow is, at the same time. Yes, you're absolutely right. If you if you if you take a look back at the head, it <laughs> looks like a bread box. From like that perspective, you go up in the back of the head to the front of the head, or a mailbox. Yeah, right. Could be a mailbox. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm getting mailbox. I, I cannot believe the actual person looked like that. But who I knows? mean. Tim, there's an easy. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a no prize to to explain this. What I mean, what's the guy's nickname? John the Miser. He obviously oh. did not pay for this. Uh, oh, you, for this, you're uh, saying, for this you're saying he got this for free? 
yeah he got, got what the, he, he got for. what he paid for yes yeah, exactly all right <laughs> i could see that uh let's see here uh dickens wrote a christmas carol during a period when the british were exploring and reevaluating past christmas traditions including carols and newark <laughs> oh, ooh, carols i got a book well, idea <laughs> well i mean what to be in the room while that was happening like mm-hmm. all right on the table we got how do we feel about garlands anyone have some arguments for or against how and you know I, I just i just think garlands are too overplayed we really should just i i, I just think we need to revisit it is all mm-hmm. i'm saying let's just revisit it maybe sit on it a little bit you know it was published December 19th, 19, or 1843. The first edition sold out by Christmas Eve. By the end of 1844, 13 editions had been released. Most critics reviewed the novella favorably. The story was illicitly copied in January 1844. Dickens took legal action against the publishers, who went bankrupt, further reducing oh Dickens' small profits from the publication. That's a bummer. Uh, yeah, but also, like, what a Scrooge thing to do, right? Yeah. To illegally copy a story? Oh no! Well, no, no, yeah. no, no. To 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 take legal act. I, I, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, I would too if someone was someone janked my work yeah. and was. I guess you're. I understand. I, guess I understand true, Dickens yes. there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's um, true. Yes. But he found out that there's more money in going on tour. In 1849, <laughs> he began public readings of the story, which proved so successful he undertook 127 further performances until 1870. The year oh of his gosh. death. Yep. So. So, how do we think? I just want to know from each of you. How do you think the public readings went? Uh, do we think that he started? Do, do we think he did the voices for characters? Do we think he just read flat? Do we think that he just you know was kind of riding on his laurels? Uh, how how do we feel that Charles Dickens, famed author, presented his work in the public? I think it always started out with him going, all right, everyone, it is time for me to read A Christmas Carol in prose, (laughs) being a ghost story of Christmas. And then after a few (laughs) seconds of silence, he would go, it's it's A Christmas Carol. And everyone goes, oh, oh, okay. Beautiful. And then the rest is up to him. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Social influences... Dickens was touched by the lot of poor children in the middle decades of the 19th century. In early 1840... Why do I keep saying 1943? It feels like yesterday. Yeah. In early 1843, he toured the Cornish tin mines, where he was angered by seeing children working in appalling conditions. The suffering he witnessed there was reinforced by a visit to the Field Lane Ragged School, one of several London schools set up for the education of the capital's half-starved, illiterate street children. Um, in a fundraising speech on October 5th, 1843, at the Manchester Athenaeum, Dickens urged workers and employers to join together to combat ignorance with educational reform, and realized in the days following that the most effective way to reach the broadest segment of the population with his social concerns about poverty and injustice was to write a deeply felt Christmas narrative rather than polemical pamphlets and essays. Oh, uh, you mean like The Jungle? I mean, Sinclair stole that whole cloth. Yeah. Yeah, you got it right. Uh, and man, it's, it remains. I just wonder I just wonder how many people actually think like, oh yeah, this is about how 
how awful it is for people. Oh no, absolutely I, it isn't. Because I think yeah. like the the more you go into like the the tellings of a Christmas Carol, I think the more that they they seem to stray from the parts in in the story itself that kind of show how bad people had it. Yeah, and, those are the those are the slow parts of the story. Yeah, like if you if you go if you if you look at like the the older versions of a Christmas Carol, it shows like the scenes where there's like ghosts of uh, you know rich people that are desperately trying to like give their money to like poor dying people in the street, but they can't because they're dead. And it <laughs> and it's like that's like their punishment. That's like their anguish. That they have to actually watch these people suffer and they can't do anything about it because they could have. But they didn't. Yep. But you don't don't see that anymore. Now you see Muppets. Yeah, I was about to say, even in the Muppet one, they cut a song during that, like the section of the story where where the Muppets are talking about how poor they are and how sad it is because it was too slow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, even the Muppets couldn't take it. Couldn't hack it. Yep. So, uh, where do I want to go? I think... Yeah, Tim. Uh, and there's no cookies in A Christmas Carol. Yeah, I was wondering... I thought you might have a shot with the Spirit of Christmas present. There was the, the ghosts of the ghosts of rich bakers desperately trying to give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think you might be stuck a little bit, but you can I, reroute. I'm actually going to go to Christmas traditions. Here we go. I that's where I thought we were going to end up with. Yeah. So traditions. There we are. Perfect. All right, Tim. We're going there, and uh, Sky is working on giving a mouse some snacks. Yep, I jinxed myself. Yep, you did. Uh, it's a children's <laughs> book written by Laura Numroff, illustrated by Felicia Bond. First published in 1985, described as a circular tale, illustrating a slippery slope. It is Naroff and, and <laughs> Bond's first collaboration, which became the uh, If You Give series. Which I love. I, I really want to mention that, that you can't do the If You Give a series because right. you can, that plays sad. into it. That's an entirely different <laughs> series. Right. <laughs> uh the plot is so the plot section is so so tiny the entire story is told in second person a boy gives a cookie to a mouse the mouse asks for a glass of milk he then requests a straw a mirror nail scissors and a broom next he wants to take a nap have a story read to him draw a picture and hang the drawing on the refrigerator looking in the refrigerator makes him thirsty so he asks for a glass of milk and the circle is complete when he asks for a cookie to go with it um amazing the text was interpreted by illustrator Felicia Bond to show the increasing energy of the mouse, <laughs> with the little boy being run ragged by the end of the story. Um, the art was praised by School Library Journal for its meticulous attention to detail and was executed with vibrant cl- colors of blended pencil in a complex process of layering magenta, c- cyan, yellow, and black on separate sheets, which were then assembled during printing. I did not realize that. Wow. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Bond describes rushing to get the sketches done before leaving town with her boyfriend and that the energy of the mouse evolved from that excitement. <laughs> she had mentioned on numerous occasions that the little boy in the book was her boyfriend, Stephen Roxburgh, as a child. Wow. Just so you know. 
Um, that, yeah. Uh, Charles Charles created, created two peanut strips about if you give a mouse a cookie. And in uh, 2000, Oprah Winfrey chose if you give a pig a pancake as one of her favorite things in 2000. <laughs> uh, she also included on her list, but she also included on her list of Oprah's favorite things from A to Z. Uh, if you give a moose a muffin was the answer to a question on Jeopardy. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm sorry. It would be the question to an answer, right? Yeah, that's true. Sorry, sorry. I, you know. <laughs> uh, let's see. We'll have to take points off of that for that in the next round, though. It's true. Um, let's see. Hold on a second. The books have been adapted into plays for children. How do you adapt? It would be. A How do you train a mouse? <laughs> yeah, that's what you want no. with like kids doing a play, though. actually that's a good point yeah Um, i mean do they do i i hope i want it to be lion king style but i have but i think it's going to be garfield the musical style yeah i think you're right (laughs) um where it's just everyone wearing pajamas felisa bond i almost want to click on her just to see oh here's the pop-up yep she looks exactly how I'd imagine her looking. <laughs> Being Let's a person see. to be, be like, I'm skipping town with my boyfriend. And <laughs> putting my boyfriend in this book. Um, let's see. Man, not a lot of choices here. Uh, hold on. Nope. I need to share this before we move on because I found a version of the stage play. And you need to watch this, oh, this right the heck now. Oh no, the still is is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the introduction. There we go. It sounds like a horror film. Yeah, it does. <laughs> a delightful mess of clowning. A delightful mess. Oh my gosh. These are grown people. Uh, yeah, this is definitely the. Um, this is definitely the the Garfield the Garfield school of theater here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh wow the the mouse is trying to open trying to open a bag of marshmallows. It didn't make as much of a mess as they thought it would. <laughs> one of, one of the quotes. Just a second. Kids and. Some of the grown-ups are on the edge of their seats, slapping their heads at the silliness. Slapping yes. their heads? Slapping their, their heads. heads. How? Why? Stop doing that. Yeah, that sounds like some sort of like horrible thing. Okay, before we move on, how do we describe the costume that's being happening? That's happening here. It is a grown man wearing a red like a a reddish uh like button-up shirt and brown coveralls but that's not the thing that makes him into the mouse the thing that transforms him really really elevates the costume is what appears to be a pilot's cap yeah i was gonna say imagine a pilot's cap with mouse ears with mouse ears and eyes eyeballs sewn onto it like it's not just the the ears which would make sense but it has eyes sewn onto the top of it as though it were a flounder fish. Oh my god, I did not notice that. What are you talking about? What? What, what do you what do you flounder have eyes they their eyes shift to the top of their heads? No, 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 I didn't notice that it had eyes on top of it. Yeah, are you not seeing this? 
Hang on a second. Oh no, it's the marshmallows. Okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's even worse. Okay, even so. I stand corrected. It's still weird. Oh yeah. It does have marshmallows on them. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, like the 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 weird music that they lean into this with what what I think is going that? with like carnival a, is what they're trying to do. Like a tiny do. marimba? Yes. Yeah. And then the opening, would you like a cookie? <laughs> so strange. This is the creepiest thing I've ever heard, I think. Okay, Sky. I click on a thing. Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to click on Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just kind of a little refresh. Yeah. There's going to be a ton of links here. Lots of, you will have a lot of links to choose from. Uh, as will Tim under, mm. you know, just... Christmas traditions, just oh, all boy. the heck of them. All right, what do you got, Tim? Ah, uh, so many. Uh, I'm not going to be here long because you know we have Christmas specials to to think about in the future. <laughs> uh, Christmas traditions include a variety of customs, religious practices, rituals, and folklore associated with the celebration of Christmas. Sure, sure. Many of these traditions vary by country or region, while others are universal and practiced in virtually ubiquitous manner across the world. Mm. I would like, take issue with that, but sure. Yeah. Uh, so they, you know, of course, they go into talking about some things. Uh, the Christmas tree is considered by some as Christianization of pagan tradition and ritual surrounding the winter solstice, which included the use that's... of evergreen bows, boughs, and an adaptation of pagan tree worship. According to 8th yeah, century biographer Eddie Stephanus, St. Uh, Boniface Bonifaci, uh, who was Boniface. a... Boniface, yeah. thank you, who was a missionary in Germany, took an axe to an oak tree dedicated to Thor and pointed out a fir tree, which oh. he stated was a more fitting object of reverence because it pointed to heaven and it had a triangular shape, which he said was Old symbolic of the Trinity. Oh, he would have gone nuts for The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> that points down, though. One of them points down. No, it does. Oh, Small yeah, the middle one, one does. Yeah, you're right. Oh, the middle. Yeah. Oh, secret. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the FedEx of, uh, yeah. of the Triforce. It's like jazz. You got to look at the triangles <laughs> that aren't there. Tim, uh, I I mean I I really take issue with the some people uh, some people say that this is you know that this was fitted from packet things. There's no like that is what happened. That's yeah. not a that's not a that's not a you know hey we think this might have been this case. No, that's what happened. All right, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm 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 arguing with Wikipedia, which everyone knows is a bad idea. <laughs> You're yelling at a at a wick wall. Uh, Tim. Sorry. <laughs> I am so happy right now. Thank you. <laughs> I. <laughs> uh, so you know, there's elves. There's Santa Claus. There's yeah. Christmas pudding. Gotta have some pud. Uh. Year. Completely secular Christmas seasonal songs emerged in the late 18th century. Deck the Halls dates from 1784, and the American Jingle Bells was copyrighted in 1857. In the 19th and 20th century, African American spirituals and songs about Christmas, based in their tradition of spirituals, became more widely known. An increasing number of seasonal holiday songs were commercially produced in the 20th century, including jazz and blue variations. In addition, there was a revival of interest in early music from groups singing folk music, such as the Rebels, to performers of early medieval and classical music, John Rutter has composed many carols, including All Bells in Paradise, 
Angel's Carol, Candlelight Carol, Donkey Carol, Jesus Child, Shepherd's Pipe Carol, and Star Carol. I almost feel like it kind of starts going (laughs) off the rails for the end of that list. Well, Tim, I mean... You know, the completely, uh, like, secular Christmas Christmas songs were, that was an entire art form to itself. I'm really surprised they didn't mention the Rebels' uh, other uh, uh, secular Christmas uh, album, uh, Rebels Without a Clause. So no. that's, a, that's a big miss on their part. Oh, oh I'm mad. <laughs> so, and good night, everyone. <laughs> uh, I said I was going, to, I thought I was going to click on Candy, uh, but that link actually goes to Candy Cane. So I'm not going to, well, <laughs> <Nice>. well <laughs> actually, they do kind of have candy cane cookies, don't they? Ooh, ooh. I'm going to try candy canes. I'm going to candy oh, canes. Oh, dang. All right, I need to find that. Where is candy specifically? Okay, I got it. Yeah, it's up near the top. Is it the candy, is it specifically candy canes? Uh, Yes, but candy cane. Okay, cool. It got redirects it. Right. from candy canes, so you're, you'll be good. I got you. All right, Oprah Winfrey. All right. There's a lot here. Oh yeah, y'all hear about Oprah? <laughs> have you mentioned? Have you? Do you know Oprah? Let Oprah tell America, you about Oprah. Yeah, mm-hmm. American talk show host, television producer, actress, author, and philanthropist. Uh, she's known for the Oprah Winfrey Show. Um, she was born in poverty in rural Mississippi to a single teenage mother and raised uh, in inner city Milwaukee. Uh, she stated that uh, bad stuff happened to her uh, in her childhood and early teens. Um, I didn't realize that she became pregnant at 14. Um, know. Yeah, her son uh, was born prematurely and died in infancy, though. Um, <clears throat> let's see. She landed a job in radio while still in <clears throat> high school. By 19, she was a co-anchor on the local evening news. And then... Uh, Wow. Her delivery led to her transfer to daytime talk sh- show, uh, or to a daytime talk show. And after uh, bo- boosting a third-rated local Chicago talk show to first place, she launched her own production company. Wow. Mm. Yep. By the mid-1990s, she reinvented her show with a focus on literature, self-improvement, mindfulness, and spirituality. Uh, though she has been criticized for unleashing a confession culture... Promoting controversial self-help ideas and having an emotion-centered approach, she has been praised for overcoming adversity to become a, a benefactor to others. Um, huh. I realize she was being criticized for unleashing a confession culture. Do they just have something that they have to like rotate around every decade or so? <laughs> yeah. Cancel culture, There's... confession culture. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It has to be a thing, and you know people have to have to be able to hang you know hang an entire campaign around it. So yep. anyway, uh, inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame in 1994, won many accolades throughout her career. Uh, how many Daytime Emmy Awards do you think she won, Tim? Daytime Emmy Awards. Oh my gosh, I would say 16. You're close. 18. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah, like, uh, she was, like, the biggest game in town for, like, two decades. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just did, like, incredible work throughout it. So it's like, you can't not give her one at some point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of up the ante every time. Um, 
As chairman of Harpo Inc., she was named the most powerful woman in entertainment by the Hollywood Reporter in 2008. She had been listed as one of the most powerful 100 women in the world by Forbes, uh, ranked 14th in 19 or in uh, 2014. 2010, Life Magazine named Winfrey one of the 100 people who changed the world, alongside Jesus Christ, Elvis Presley, and Lady Mary uh, Wortley Montagu. Um, I mean, hmm. yeah, I, you know, haven't we all, right? Yep. That's yeah. She was the only woman. Uh, only living woman to make the list. Um, let's see. The Oprah effect is on here. Uh, power of her opinions, endorsement to influence public opinion, was very strong. Is dubbed the Oprah effect. The effect has been doc- documented or alleged in domains as diverse as book sales, beef markets, and election voting. Uh, you got Oprah's book club, which is part of that. Uh, the book club became such a powerful force that whenever Winfrey introduced a new book as her, as her book club selection, it instantly became a bestseller. For example, when she selected the classic uh, John Steinbeck uh, novel, East of Eden, it soared to the top of the book charts. Wow. wow. Yep. Uh, let's see. This whole politics thing, fan base. Uh, viewer base for the Oprah Winfrey show was highest in 1991 to the 1992 season. 13.1 million U.S. viewers watched every day. Uh, let's see. It's philanthropy. So I've got a couple choices because she okay. also did. She has a food business. Oh. Uh, she purchased a minority stake in the pu- publicly traded company Weight Watchers. I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, by 2020, the value of the shares had increased to as much as... F- so she bought it for $34 million, and then it in- had increased uh, in five years to be $430 million. Uh, she also invest- invested in True Food Kitchen, a restaurant chain founded by author Andrew Well. Oh, True Food. Yeah. True, true, true food. Probably shouldn't say make a make a name for a company that you could just make a single word. I guess is it is it true food or true food? It's two words. <laughs> uh, I feel like one of them needs an umlaut, and I don't know why. There you go. I'm tempted to click Weight Watchers because they have cookies. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. There are cookies in like in those. I'm gonna click on Weight Weight Watchers. All right, all right. So while you are checking in on your calories, uh, Tim will be indulging with candy canes. Yep, I'm not a huge fan of candy canes to be honest. Oh yeah. If I have one, it won't be peppermint. It'll just be kind of a sweet, <laughs> sweet standard variety. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yep. I'm sorry. I just saw the the, first, oh. the second image on this kid on this page. Yeah, the kid just like <laughs> yeah. This 1900s <laughs> Christmas child psyched as heck for candy canes. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's the sign. Wanted a small boy <laughs> who. <laughs> wait a minute. Who who thinks. He can lick me, is what it says. What? Oh my god! Okay, that guy. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just there's so there's. Just give me a second, Sky. Yeah, 
there's a there's a there's a uh, a sketch here or a, you know an illustration here <laughs> from a Christmas card. I did not see the sign at first. Of this child <laughs> who is so excited oh my that God. he dropped his books and mittens. <laughs> like, How is his, okay? I want to point out that his hands, like he 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 has to have like taken off his mittens. <laughs> Like to throw them on the ground. I was gonna say, how is this not like a a, a Twitter meme? But then I read, <laughs> I, I reread the sign. I'm like, okay, I know why. It's not a yeah, of course meme. it's not. But also, <laughs> oh wow, I was not expecting that. <laughs> That's a, that is not how I thought this page was gonna go. <laughs> uh, so. A record of the 1837 exhibition of the Massachusetts Charitable Mechanic Association, which, yes, is linked. Where confections were judged competitively, it mentions stick candy, a recipe for straight peppermint candy sticks, white with colored stripes, was published in 1844. Uh, In 1919, in Albany, Georgia, Robert McCormick began making candy canes for local children, and by the middle of the century, his company, originally the famous candy company, then the Mills McCormick Candy Company, and later Bob's Candies, had become one of the world's <laughs> leading candy cane producers. Candy cane manufacturing wow. initially required significant labor that limited production quantities. The canes had to be bent manually as they came off the assembly line to create their curved shape, and breakage often ran over 20%. Who's got to grab candy canes and bend them all day? I mean, these guys, apparently. That sounds awful. I mean, That's true. Yeah. was awful. Uh, McCormick's brother-in-law, Gregory Lee Harding Keller, was a seminary student in Rome who spent his summers working in the candy factory back home. And as you know, probably got sick of bending candy canes because in 1957, Keller, as an ordained Roman Catholic priest of the Diocese of Little Rock, patented his invention, <laughs> the Keller machine, which automated the process of twisting soft candy into spiral striping and cutting it into precise lengths as candy canes. Okay, a couple things about that sentence. One, why wouldn't you get a machinist to do this? Why did why did it take, I I, I guess uh, an ordained priest. Uh, and well, two, oh, nineteen fifty-seven. Sorry, sorry. Uh, there's and, and two. Yeah. What? Uh, okay, what they're saying here. Okay. Keller, as an ordained Catholic priest of the Diocese of Little Rock, patented his invention. So they're arguing, this, this sentence is arguing that a priest can, can patent, like, by, by the power of being a priest, you can patent things. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but, but then also, like, they're saying that there's a link between the fact that he was a priest and, oh yeah, he made, that, that, allowed, the, that, that experience allowed him to be able to make this machine. Oh yeah, as an ordained priest, he made the he made the color machine. The patent of Christ With... compels thee. Very good, Tim. The patent of Christ Sky, you got... copyrights thee. You got you got to catch up. We're we're, we're, we're going to lap you here in a second. Uh, but I, but you know, for for a lot of things, for a lot of novel inventions, a lot of them were made by people who just needed something done and figured out sure. how to do it, like. Yeah, that's just how it is. Yeah, uh, I, I understand. So, 
there is not a lot for me to work with here. They do not go into the applications of candy canes outside of just yeah. being a candy cane. I might try Bob's candies to see if they do anything else. It's worth a shot. Yep. Okay, so you're going with Bob's candies. Where did that go? Oh, I got it. Okay. Oh, there's okay. there's nothing here. Oh, this Can't is bad. Wait. <laughs> okay. Wow, I really thought this was going to be a much easier run <laughs> for both of you. Uh, Sky, uh, let's talk about the, uh, oh, Weight Watchers, woo, the Woo International. WW International. Uh, formerly, formerly Weight Watchers. I guess they changed the name in 2018. Uh, I did not know that. Th- yeah, they're headquartered in the U.S., uh, offers various products and services, including weight loss and maintenance, fitness, and mindset. Sure. Uh, founded in oh 1963 gosh. by Queens, uh, New York City homemaker, Gene Nydrick. Nydrick? Nydrick? You can just say Gene. Hey, Gene. Had three options as of 2019 online via its mobile app and website, coaching online by phone, or in person meetings. Uh, It rebranded to WW to reflect its development from focusing on weight loss to overall health and wellness. Sure. Yeah, that sounds like Uh, uh, you're protecting your hedging your bet. So it was, sure. this, it was conceived by Jean, who had been overweight for most of her life and tried pills, hypnosis, and numerous fat diets, all of which only led to regaining weight. Uh, at the age of 38, she weighed 214 pounds. Uh, an acquaintance mistook her for being pregnant. She entered a free 10-week weight loss program sponsored by the New York City Board of Health. Uh, the program was called the Prudent Diet and had been developed in the 1950s uh, by Dr. Norman Jolliffe. Uh, head of the board's Bureau of Nutrition. The plan included the the dictums, no skipping meals, fish five times a week, two pieces of bread, and two glasses of skim milk a day, more fruits and vegetables, and eating liver once a week. <laughs> okay. Wow. It prohibited alcohol, sweets, and fatty foods, including a list of allowed foods and the quantities allowed, and encouraged weighting, uh, weighing proportions. So this sounds like she joined a thing that was basically the thing that she would make, uh, well, but make on. a lot of money off of it. Yeah. Uh, Jean lost 20 pounds on the 10-week program. The way the clinic's leader imparted information at the weekly meetings was not to her liking, and discussion was discouraged. In addition, <laughs> so that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. In addition, her motivation was threatened by her urge to binge on Malamar cookies. She therefore mm-hmm. began a weekly support group in the apartment, in her apartment, inviting uh, six overweight friends, which within two months grew to 40 women each week. <clears throat> she introduced the Prudent Diet uh, to her fellow lo- uh, weight loss seekers, and the group provided empathy, rapport, mutual understanding, support, and sharing of stories and ideas. The week also so include- many. Go ahead. Oh, so many citations. So many that. citations. So many. Yeah. Uh, the meeting also included a weekly weigh-in, and Jean developed a, a reward system including prizes for weight loss milestones. Uh, in '62, in October of '62, uh, Jean achieved her target weight of 142 pounds and maintained the weight loss. According to her, she never exceeded 150 pounds thereafter. Huh. She seems. I'm sure she's a very reliable source. Yes. Uh huh. So it just that's kind of grew out of that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that, cook- that she just didn't like how the guy said what you can eat and what you can't eat. That's that's what ha- That's what it was. They were mean. They were mean, she and was we nice. decided to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's no shame in Weight Watchers now. Absolutely. Never has been. Nope. Uh, they don't talk about the cookies on here. <laughs> they don't say anywhere. It's like, here's our products. Or if they do, it's like probably on a list like that I can't click there, on. I mean, there is a mention, though, Sky. Where? I mean, cookie is on this page. It's not yes. linked. Yes, that's where I, I that's where I was gonna have to go to is the Malamar cookies. Malamar yeah. is linked. I'm gonna click on Malamar because I think that's my All best right. bet. They made these on uh on um uh, Great British Bake Off a while back. I remember oh, yeah. them. Okay. Tim, Bob's Candies. Bob's Candies are a brand of candy manufactured by the Ferrar- Ferrera Candy <laughs> Company. Oh no. Bob's Candies was founded as the famous candy company in Albany, Georgia. By investor Robert E. McCormick in 1919. I'm sorry. Tim, what state do you come from? Uh, New York. (laughs) Do they just say it differently in Georgia? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Albany. (laughs) Gotcha. All right. Uh, He changed his name to Bob's Candy Company in 1924 and later dropped the apostrophe. (laughs) It is the largest manufacturer of striped candy in the world. Oh my! Whoa. I'm gonna be the largest manufacturer of like paisley candy, or I know there's that so many patterns doable. that you can do, right? <laughs> Houndstooth candy. I, I feel like you could do that pretty easily. <laughs> McCormick was also the first manufacturer to wrap his candy in cellophane. Great. And then they talk about the Keller machine. Uh, in 2005, Bob's was bought from the McCormick family by Farley and Sathers, which then merged with Ferrara Pan in 2012 to become known as the Ferrara Candy Company. Their products include Sweet Stripes Soft Mints, Sweet Stripes Mint Sticks, Candy Canes, <laughs> Mini Candy Canes, Peppermint Balls, Mint Lumps, Cherry Lumps, Sugar-Free Butterscotch Discs, and Sugar-Free Starlight Mints. Oh, Starlight Mints is that? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's all. That's the entire that's the entire page. That's the whole page. But candy is linked, so I might go to candy. I think that's your best shot, yeah. honestly. Yeah, Unless yeah, you yeah. want to go out to Albany. I mean, Albany. Who knows? They might be famous for their cookies. <laughs> I'm just checking but... real quick. How do you pronounce Albany, Georgia? <laughs> Uh, commonly pronounced Albany. Whoa, Albany? that's what it's L E L Albany. Yeah. Wow. That's a great. Oh, you know what, Tim? I stand corrected. Yeah. I, I, we were both wrong. <laughs> that's yeah. what I get. That's that's cruel. Amazing. All right, so you're clicking on candy just yes. in general. Yep. Got it. All right. Okay, so from candy. Uh, we're going, you're kind of running parallel lines with the chocolate coated marshmallow treats here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, oh, <laughs> here's the thing cookies is all over this page. Is it linked? No. <laughs> no. What's happening? What's also, happening? This didn't take me to Malamar. This took me to a subcategory for the page chocolate coated marshmallow treats. Yeah. Because there's a lot of them. Uh, 
So uh, this was supposed to be such an easy. I thought I know, this was, was going like, to be such an easy run. We'll get this. I was like Kobe, you know, like here we go. That's going to happen. Uh, in the United States, Malamars are produced by Nabisco. A graham cracker circle is overlaid with extruded marshmallow, then coated in a thin shell of dark chocolate. Malamars were introduced to the public in 1913. <laughs> so like, what? Only a government secret a few years before that. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. same year as the moon pie, a confection which has similar ingredients. Oh, but first they box- it though, so. Yeah. <laughs> the first box of Malamars were sold in West Hoboken, New Jersey. Nice. Uh, well, Malamars are generally available from early October through April. What? They are not distributed during the summer months, supposedly because they melt easily in summer temperatures. So this is as much for marketing reasons as for practical ones. Devoted <laughs> eaters of the cookie have been known to stock up during winter months and keep them refrigerated over the summer, although Nabisco markets other chocolate-covered cookie brands year-round. 85% of all Malamars are sold in the New York metropolitan area, or metropolitan if you're a normal person and can talk. Uh, they're produced entirely within Canada at a factory in, in Scarsborough, Ontario. That was actually really interesting. Just a lot of oh information gosh. about those Malamars. Wow. Um, talks about whippets here. Apparently, yep. that's like in <laughs> it's national varieties. 1901 Montreal whippets. What? I don't mm. know. Mm. But yeah, the UK loves them because, of course, they would. Uh, but, oh man, it's on the bottom. It's what? There's chocolate chip cookies on the bottom. Yeah. So, we're gonna have to do something else. Uh, Uh, I mean, let's... Okay, okay, I've searched, I searched sugar, but that was all over the place. Butter. Uh... There is underneath uh, in the United Kingdom. It talks about Tunnock's tea cake, which sounds, I don't know, like oh, a euphemism. It does. Uh, Sky, there is another option on here. Oh. That well, isn't just cookie. What is that? But another word for cookie that what? gets used in the UK? A chip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you guys. A, a, a crisp? No. A, oh, <laughs> what's wrong with you? A tea cake? <laughs> no. A, it is used a, on this page twenty-seven times. I can say. Yes, right. the boot. Yeah, a boot. Actually, it's the lift. Yeah, you yeah. got it. You were real close. Um. The uh. Yeah. The a biscuit. The bottom of the uh, a biscuit. Biscuits are linked here. Ah, uh, you go. Those uh, are cookies quote unquote i guess you're right it's not <laughs> i feel like that's going to lead me to just like they're also called cookies <laughs> and cookies won't be linked i mean Is it's it linked, entirely though? possible i saw like biscuits here but i don't see it linked oh it, there's some, there are a couple of them that are linked okay maybe we do that because my other thing was i was going to go to butter Ooh, and just build it butter. from there all right i'm clicking on i'm clicking on the biscuit all right, click that biscuit. Nope, nope, going to retake that. Um, <laughs> all right, Tim. <clears throat> candy, candy, also called just, just, also called sweets, British English just, or lollies, Australian English, amazing. and New Zealand English. 
is a confection that features sugar as a principal ingredient. The category, called sugar confectionery, encompasses any sweet confection, including chocolate, chewing gum, and sugar candy. Vegetables, fruit, or nuts which have been glazed and coated with sugar are said to be candied. <laughs> uh, and then it goes into a bunch of candy. Uh, the Middle English word candy began to be used in the late, thir- late 13th century. Uh, the first candy came to America in the early 18th century from Britain and France. Only a few of the early colonists were proficient in sugar work, and sugary treats were generally only enjoyed by the very wealthy. Even the oh, simplest dang. form of candy, rock candy made from crystallized sugar, was considered a luxury. I mean, yeah, if you can't make candy, that's pretty tough. <laughs> you, uh, chocolate is sometimes treated as a separate branch of confectionery because it's awesome. Uh, we'll move on. Sugar candy is made by dissolving sugar in water or milk to form a syrup, which is boiled until it reaches the desired concentration or starts to caramelize. Candy comes in a wide variety of textures, from soft and chewy to hard and brittle. The texture of candy depends on the ingredients and the temperatures that the candy is processed at. They always have those all those like different temperatures, and it it looks so confusing to me. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Uh, shelf life of candy. Uh, hard candy, stored in good condition, could last forever. <laughs> oh, no. Those those little wrapped strawberry-looking things in your grandma's dish, they're still good. It Don't worry. A, yeah, they might it explains all, a lot, honestly. They might, all, they might all, like, you know, stick to each other when you try to pick one up, but don't worry. It's okay. Dark chocolate lasts up to two years. Milk chocolates and caramels usually become stale after about one year. Soft... It's interesting that they don't say spoil there. Yeah, they, you're they right. just say stale. Yeah. Hmm. Soft or creamy candies like candy corn may last eight to ten months in ideal conditions, and chewing gum <laughs> and gumballs may stay fresh as long as eight months after manufacture. Great. Yep. What are the ideal conditions, do we think, for candy corn? In my what, mouth. What's the idea? <laughs> there we go. Very good. I like candy corn. I do not apologize Me too. for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, chocolate candy corn is the best, though. I agree. Uh, so I'm going to... I think I'm getting there. No cookies on here. That makes sense. No. But yeah. dessert is on here. Hey! Mm, a cookie better be a dessert, fellas. Well, Tim, uh, actually, uh, you know, there, it's hard to uh, define. There's no real definition of dessert. Yeah. You know, you can't, it can't be limited can't by genre. Dessert. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go to biscuit. Here's biscuit. It's a flour-based baked food product. Uh, biscuits are typically hard, flat, and unleavened. Usually sweet, made with sugar, chocolate, icing, jam, ginger, or cinnamon. It can also be savory and similar to crackers. You might have sandwich biscuits, digestive biscuits, ginger biscuits, shortbread biscuits, chocolate chip cookies, chocolate-coated marshmallow treats, Anzac biscuits, biscotti, and speculas. Sure. This is is starting to get into, like, Forrest Gump territory. (laughs) In most of North America, nearly all hard, sweet biscuits are called cookies. The term biscuit refers to the soft, leavened, quick bread, similar to a scone. See biscuit bread. Cookie is linked. Amazing. Yay! We did it. We did it. 
Good job, oh, everyone. Oh, it was close. I had cookie on mine. On dessert? Yep. Let's see, how how early into it does it say it, though? Oh, yeah. It's right Second, there. Second, <laughs> uh, third sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so close. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well done, everyone. Good job, Sky. Yeah. I wanted to bring Thanks us all to the, the cookie page just for, I mean, for lots of reasons. Wow. What is this? The like the, the oh, world's no. oldest ship biscuit. <laughs> no, it's, it's a biscuit. Or no, it's in Denmark. It's a biscuit exhibit. Oh, this no. biscuit belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh no! Um, I wanted to bring you to the cookie page. I mean, for the obvious reason that we had right. a lot of cookies to deal with, but I wanted specifically. To mention that the, uh, let's see, where was the, um, uh, do, 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 oh, oh, yeah, down here at the, uh, in the popular culture, I really enjoy uh, that they, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, sure, slang and everything, but the last one's the most important to me. Uh, Cookie Monster is a Muppet on the long-running children's television show Sesame Street. He's best known for his voracious appetite for cookies and his Famous eating phrases, which famous <laughs> eating phrases is great, by the way, just on its on its own. Yeah. Uh, but the quotes they literally quote him here to say, "Me want cookie," like they have the me we me want cookie, me eat cookie, or simply in parens, all caps cookie, <laughs> and parens. <laughs> it's it's his and it's then, his Veni Vidi Vici. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, they do the om nom 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 mm-hmm. uh, in parens, said through a mouthful of food in parens, cited four times, which I just, I it's so good. I, that just, that made this page for me. But it's good. anyway, is there anything that you all would like to say about cookies and, and what they mean to you, I guess? Do you have a favorite cookie? Breakfast cookies are typically larger, lower-sugar cookies filled with heart-healthy nuts and fiber-rich oats. Sure. <laughs> wow. Uh, that, that seems like a lie, but all right. <laughs> I love, like, just a, you know, straight-up chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. Oh. It's just good. It is good. Um, yeah, definitely a favorite of mine as well. Uh, although I've, I've been, in recent years, I have come to enjoy more and more the Snickerdoodle. Oh really? Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's that is one of my favorites as well. Actually, I, I've always kind of like. I don't know. Like the cinnamon is just really good. Uh, do you? Peanut butter well, cookies are nice because they're so easy to make. Yeah. Let's say again. Uh, peanut butter cookies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Um, yeah, the favorite Girl Scout cookie. Oh no, um, I'm uh, I am. Very basic and enjoy the thin mints. Like I like I mint and chocolate for me are too. like the best. Yeah, they're good for a reason. Like they're loved. That's for a right. Yeah. My favorite though are yeah. the the is it ta- no not Taylongs Samoas. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh those are so good. Yes. Yeah. Are those agreed. the ones with coconut? No. Yes. Yeah, but those are not what? the ones I'm thinking of. Oh, Maybe oh okay. I am thinking of the Taylongs. Are you thinking of the caramel ones? I'm thinking of the peanut butter ones. Yep, they're tagalongs. Yeah, now may- maybe I'm confused. They are I like, like the... they're like little. Okay, I like the of... ones with the coconut. They're like a cookie with like peanut butter in it, and then covered. Oh, in oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those are good. 
No, I'm very much a fan of coconut in, the, in these situations. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Stephen, Stephen made a um, we had the the cookie that Stephen made for this event was uh, was uh, macarons, uh, but the you know the coconut with chocolate on them, and uh, apparently the instruction that his mom had given him for this uh, was that she wanted half of them dipped in chocolate, but she didn't specify that she meant. Oh. Half of the entire cookies, like all of the cookies she wanted dipped in chocolate or or none. And so what he ended up doing was dipping all of the cookies halfway into chocolate. Yeah. Uh, which is what I would have done. Yeah, that's a thing. Like that's, I know it is. Um, but, apparently, but apparently this caused a discussion. Oh, no. <laughs> like, so... So this was a thing that we that we talked about. I so I you cut like, all those cookies in half, put yeah. the taco pieces together. It's you know they're they're soft cookies. We'll be fine. But all right, congratulations, Sky, for getting to cookie, uh, and thank you all for coming along on this on this run uh, to remind me of this of the the roller coaster of this past weekend. Um, if you enjoyed this run, if you if you enjoyed hearing about the very weird things we saw, and the uh, the Give a Mouse a Cookie musical, uh, it's not a musical. I don't know why I said that, but I for whatever reason my brain made it into a musical. Um, you should uh, you know you should check us out on our uh, check out more of our uh, episodes on our website or our Twitter feed or, or I'm sorry or our uh, iTunes feed. Uh, you can check us out on Apple Apple Podcasts. Um, we're, uh, and if you happen to do that, uh, it would be very cool if you left us a review. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at WSKBcast or uh, go to our Facebook. Uh, or go to Facebook, search for us at We Should Know Better. You can also find all of our past episodes at our on our website at WSKBcast.blogspot.com. Uh, before we head off tonight, um, I would like to, uh, you know, I, here's the thing, guys, I would love to offer you some cookies from the weekend, you know, all of what's left. Sure. But apparently I've been told that all of the remaining cookies have been, uh, have been parceled out already. Wow. (laughs) So, you know, we made short work of this, apparently. There are no spare cookies. Yeah. When I asked... Sorry. If you don't handle this sort of situation quick, it just lingers. <laughs> when I asked Stephen, I was like, well, you know, what if I take some extra like sets of cookies to like send to people or whatever? Like I can just mail some things out or, or you know, ship some cookies to friends. He, he looked at me with a look that made it seem as though I should have understood that this was already handled. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How 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 could I not have understood and uh, he was like, no, there are no extra cookies. I'm like, Stephen, there are lots of extra cookies. <laughs> and he goes, no, you don't understand. <laughs> these are all accounted for. These, yeah, exactly. So, unfortunately, I do not have extra cookies. However, uh, if you all decide to come down my way, you are more than welcome to the dozen or so that are in my refrigerator. <laughs> all right. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go snack on a couple of those. <laughs> And see if I can't make a dent. So, good night, everyone. (laughs) Good night. Good night.
However, our closing music goes. Yeah, you you know you got it. You got the spirit. I thought I thought I had it. I just can't. I can't. I can't commit. I can't close it. I don't remember. Can't get the drum the drum roll. Yeah. I've I've lost the original files, by the way, oh, for that. So sad. Oh no! I think I might have mentioned this. Like, I don't know. What, I don't remember what they're called. I just pulled them off like a royalty-free thing. Yeah. Uh, so I just have a. I, all I have is a file that I made that's just like, all right, here's like the intro and the outro, like cut, so that I didn't have to like <laughs> try to like cut it each time. Yeah. So like, you just never, I like, can never make it longer. Never. <laughs> I just don't remember what it's called. <laughs> It's called like summer or something. It was something to do with summer or sun or something, but I mean that will definitely be easy to fall, you know, find, you know. Yeah, right. Oh my so songs good. about summer. Zip. Zap. Zap. <laughs> right. So yeah, just these these ice packs are amazing. Tim, I don't what? know what to do with you. <laughs> They're seriously good. I mean, this is how it's just, it's it's just it's convection, my friend. <laughs> they're good enough for onions. Yeah, <laughs> good enough for me. Good enough for me. No, they're look, oh. they're huge. I I mean, I can't see them, but I believe you. You said right. yeah. Are so, they like so, as big as a switch? Yeah, bigger. Bigger? Are they as big as like a toaster? Um, like uh, like you could put a toaster on top of one. I mean, you can it's put not the as on thick as a, a toaster. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying it's not as thick as a toaster. Okay. It's not like a toaster <laughs> yeah. made out of solid ice. I mean, that that would be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing that would be ridiculous about this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Tim. I, I have to know I can't, like why how can't many you of just them be you happy have? that I'm comfortable. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Tim. Thank you. How many of these do you have? Uh, I have, I think there's five of them. Wow. Because I've I been mean, given two boxes and one contained two and one contained three. Whoa, bonus. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to get rid of these sooner or later because otherwise my freezer will be completely filled with these. Oh my gosh. But right now. <laughs> Wait, so. Coffee. <laughs> are, these, are these like actual ice packs or are they. Yeah. Because, I mean. When I got the stuff shipped in, the um, the ice cream shipped in from Seattle, like, that was just dry ice. Mm-hmm. So, like, that sublimated. But, like, hold on. They're just sending you ice packs? So, essentially, you're also buying ice packs. Yeah, every but you, time you, you they got to they gotta keep the stuff cool when it's being shipped. Amazing. Can you send them back to help them recycle or anything? You or? can recycle them. You can't send them okay. back, but you can recycle them. <laughs> it, it tells you how to on the, on the stuff. I'll send That's you like, good. I'll send you an image of one here, just a sec. I would love to see it. Yes. Um, and I have. I this is the smallest one that I have. This is the, okay. the small boy size. The 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 the, 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 the yeah the tiny tiny boy. Yeah. Ice pack. Yeah. Hold on. Got snap a photo. Yeah. This is very important. Yeah, absolutely important. I'm so glad you waited until we started recording to talk about this. Well, you you stopped me until we could start recording. Well, I mean, like, when we were getting ready anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
right, let's see if Discord will let you share this. Yeah, why is this giving me problems? Hold on. Because you're online on another thing, and Discord doesn't like to do that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I know. It does this to me, too, sometimes when I try to share things when we're doing Zelda Buddies. Okay, here we go. All right, cannot wait. All right. <laughs> Looking. Yeah, that is. I don't see a banana. How am I supposed to know how big this is? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, That's Scott. fair. Was... That's fair. I will. I will provide a reference pair. I was gonna. <laughs> actually, actually, hold on ask. a sec. I'll be right back. You keep talking. Okay. You don't okay. really have to do that. I just. Okay. Nope, he's already gone. That was fast. <laughs> that was fast. Well, Sky, I mean, I'm jealous. I, I don't know what to tell you. He gets the, these delicious meals and... And free. ice packs? Ice packs? No, they're not free. There's no way... I mean, oh, true. You're we paying for these for the ice. both within both <clears throat> the shipping and with the actual cost of the, you know... Because, I mean, right. that's not light. No, not that size of ice pack. No, and this is a small boy. That's the small boy. The thin, the thin pack. I just love that he has these like on his couch next. To him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, turn on your AC, Tim. No, do this instead, do please. It. <laughs> yes. Oh wow! Oh, oh these are so good. There, and yeah, you're good. right. That is basically the size. The first one is a Switch, and the rest of those are Wii size, at least. Yeah. Yeah, they're happy boys. Amazing. I'm so happy. Thank you for sharing that with us, Tim. <laughs> you're welcome. I am also glad that you're staying cool. Thanks. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready to do this game? Yes. I think so. Okay. Okay.